NetherRealm Studios disqualifies a player from one of their online pro competition events for playfully criticizing Mortal Kombat 11. Street Fighter 5 still needs heavy work in the department of balancing offense and defense, and Street Fighter 6 might be farther off than we'd hoped, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, how are you feeling on this, uh, what is it, Wednesday morning? Uh, you know what, I'm doing well. Uh, every single time we go to record an episode of the podcast, I type in the file name, and I get a special joy out of typing 2021. Not 2020, <laughs> I don't, it just literally, that one digit change, even though that probably means nothing and, you know, whatever, it just makes me feel better. So I'm doing well. I'm doing well that it's no longer 2020 and yes so it's progress it's when you're on the donkey kong country world map and you get to see the character move from level three to level four and you go not much closer to the top of the mountain baby we made it through 2020 it was one of those hard levels Hopefully 2021 is easier, but no guarantees. Speaking of not guaranteeing, John, like what the hell is going on with NRS? Because I, I people are losing their freaking minds. And I know we have a story about this. Like, what are you seeing? I am. Uh, I'm intrigued by this because I'm I don't want to jump to conclusions about who's in the right and who's in the wrong, because some of this feels like unexplored territory. But NetherRealm Studios, the creators of Mortal Kombat 11, uh, I think you wouldn't get much argument if you said that Mortal Kombat 11 is the most uh, violent and gory and, uh, well, kind of extreme of the fighting games that are out right now. So they run this online Mortal Kombat 11 pro competition, kind of like a Ranbat circuit for um, so online competition where players can jump in, play in these tournaments, get points, and then uh, potentially make some money if they uh, if they do well enough over a long enough period of time. <clears throat> so one of these events was playing out over the weekend, and a player named Titanium Tigers made it into top eight with his Shiva. It's very important that you note that the Tigers has two Zs on there. Yes, yes, because yes. For all of us who play online and you know operate in these spaces, we know what those two Z's mean. We, it's it's there's an there's an implication that goes with the double Z's in your name. And wait, now I don't know what's the implication. Is he tired? You're you're a leak dude, basically. You're you're oh, not yeah, yeah. you're not taking yourself overly seriously. You're very much up with the internet lexicon and kind of all the trolling and all that the other kind of stuff that comes with it. Oh, yes. NRS <laughs> needs to add some Z's to the end of their name then, because maybe they're taking themselves a little bit too seriously Uh, but we'll get to that in a second so titanium tigers was uh playing in this event and now as many people would know but i have to set the stage with this um, mortal kombat 11 recently went through a pretty major change in that their variation system was open wide up and you can pick almost any move mix and match moves to create the uh the character that you want to play so shiva can have access to her fireballs her stomps her big stomps uh whatever any kind of mix and match you want to make you can make the character very much your own now naturally that's going to make for some kind of really strong versions of these characters that we haven't seen before and Shiva is one of those that's kind of like getting a lot of flack for being particularly good online with lag and all that stuff. Okay. You know, a scrub killer and a frustrator a la Sonic and Super Smash Bros. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're underselling this dog. This is... This is Nikali. This is M. Bison. This is Cami levels of Rashid. This is like... 
I'm going to troll you and just do really dumb stuff and good luck countering it because we know I, I know from playing Bison online. I was just playing Bison against Dream King's Poison here a little bit ago and and he's like, dude, like you take latency with that character and you make it so it's really hard to react to the moves you're doing. And when you have a character as good as Bison and you reduce the other player's reaction time and, and take away that, that core tenet of defeating that character, he gets so much better. It's it's Bison on steroids at that point. When you add latency into there, he is a, a character who thrives in latency conditions. And and this is the impression. I don't play Mortal Kombat 11 at a super high level, but from from seeing what players are doing when it, it comes to Shiva, they are pissed. It is the classic DUM character, dumb character that's you going can't on with block Shiva. The stomps too, right? That's a big part of it. So it it becomes a lot of of what is it intent and and therefore when it's just based along along the lines of intent and therefore not as much in reaction that can get pretty frustrating pretty quickly. And that's no secret to anyone that's been playing Mortal Kombat online um, to the extent that this Titanium Tigers figure named his variation of Shiva, uh, why did NRS do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Implying that uh, it's just too much, too overpowered what she's able to do, at least within the realm of online and such. So Titanium Tigers makes it all the way to top eight and is playing for a fifth place finish match. It's being commentated on, it's uh, being live streamed, and after a round or so, the feed cuts away from the match and to the commentators, and the commentators are kind of like surprised by it as well, but they're, you know, being fed the information as to, to what exactly is going on. And though they don't really articulate exactly what's going on, they do tell us that Titanium Tigers has been uh, disqualified from the event. I will just say that the the, the commenters kind of got a little bit hung out to dry here. It's very clear that, at least to me, you know, I'm, that they're getting some instructions basically over their headsets that they're kind of having to relay on the fly. And you and I, we produce a show. We know that you kind of don't want to have dead air where you're just sitting there, you know, not saying anything or doing anything. You're trying to fill that gap, right, and get things back on track as soon as possible. But with a situation this highly sensitive, you also do not want to overstep your bounds. And so these commentators are in a rock and a hard place here. And I put zero blame on them whatsoever. They're literally a mouthpiece that has been stuck in in a really difficult situation trying to get stuff out there, right? This has nothing to do with those two gentlemen. Uh, Yeah. No, not at all. And so we weren't exactly sure why this player was banned. Um, So we reached out to Titanium Tigers, and we also reached out to NRS and and heard back from Titanium Tigers. And uh, and he essentially Uh, told No, no, no. Hold on. I got to clarify. Shout outs to NRS not freaking responding yet again to one of our messages. Uh, That is unfortunately, and I will... I will put them on blast for this. We have reached out numerous times to NRS. I know they have really high-level staff members there, but their communication sucks. It really sucks bad. And shocker, they had a really poor communication set up here today, you know, like with the story, right? Like it happened again. Who who could have thunk it? You know, like, hey, guys, um, hire someone to handle your communication with the public and PR stuff that does a better job or like actually freaking cares about getting back to us. Because hearing a response from you guys instead of having nothing freaking matters to the people who are fans of your game. And, and this is ridiculous that we have reached out to you guys so many times and we hear nothing back. Ever. Like, no other company has the gall to do that to us. And everyone else, it's not just us. It's freaking Polygon. It's Kotaku. It's other stuff. Like, NRS almost never responds to anyone. Get your freaking crap together and actually respond to people, you assholes. You make a great game. You make a really great game. But whoever is in charge of your communication with, with the press and other stuff, 
is not doing a good job or does not have the tools to do a good job right now. And I don't know who that is because guess what? They never respond to our messages. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. And if you're taking yourself this seriously in that you're not, al- you're not allowing one of your players to essentially poke fun at something that, well, the community widely speaking is thinking that, you know, this is imbalanced, at least to a certain degree. And you're getting some commentary. It's not the most respectful. Sure. But <laughs> look at who you're dealing with. I brought this up with my fiance just to kind of bounce this idea off of her. And her first thing was, well, you're dealing with an entire community of people that are absolutely going to complain about this sort of a thing. It's a a lot of, you know, just young men that are, you know, they're going to get, if you give them something to get, you know, raise the pitchforks about, they're going to do it. And NRS, the whole move here, as far as I can see, is that they don't want people pointing negative fingers at them in the public realm. But what they've done here is essentially grabbed what would kind of been just maybe a little bit of a speed bump in that, in terms of of that. And they've laser focused everyone's vision right on them. And now some people are saying, you know, that that it's they're completely with completely within their right to do this. But others are saying, you guys are kind of being whiny bitches about this, kind of taking your ball and going home when things aren't going in your particular direction. And I don't think it's a good look. I think they're getting a lot more negative press and essentially, ironically, getting the kind of thing that they wanted to avoid by uh, by going about this in this manner. Is that how you're feeling about it? Yeah, no, you don't do this. This is a classic 101 how to not handle a situation. And it's why I'm so upset about him. It's like, guys, when you have multiple press outlets reaching out to you, you put out a statement. And you know what that allows you to do? It allows you to kind of scale and scope the story a little bit. Because mm-hmm. at least people have your side of the story at that point. They're not speculating. They're not going, oh, hey. And there are decades of of, of this practice being put into place and it's like get with the freaking program here now nrs mortal kombat 11 is a terrific game if you ask me it's the standard we bring it up more often than not to say hey they're doing story modes hey they're doing pr except for this (laughs) hey they're doing their releases their dlc selections they're the standard in so many ways mortal kombat 11 is freaking awesome it's not good it is the gold standard in so many ways in our fighting game community for how you deliver an extremely polished product we're not saying that the people at nrs are stupid or anything like that they are very clearly a lot of people that are very adept at what they're doing but that doesn't mean uh, that we can't call them out in this respect and say hey you know what you messed up on this and you need to hear how you're messing up on this and you continue to mess up on it and here's my issue here like if the rules are you can't wear a pink hat at the tournament then you can't wear a pink hat those are the rules maybe the rule is stupid and that's fine and whatever but those those are the rules you have to follow them that's my opinion on this kind of stuff this rule, our reporter, Justin, he went through the rule set and tried to find like the wording on this one. And it pretty much was like non-existent. But the, you know, the clause in there is basically like, well, NRS can basically decide at a moment's notice what they determine to be acceptable or not. Right. Yeah, one of the rules mentions that nicknames and aliases are forbidden if they are nonsense. But like, what this good is not does nonsense. that do? Yeah, this is a this is a legitimate complaint being expressed in a humorous kind of trolly way, right? And that's fine. There's there there's there's got to be room for freaking snark in these games because when you you see the characters interacting in Mortal Kombat 11, uh, a third of them are are doing snarky comments back and forth to each other, right? You've you've got to let players express themselves in this way. Uh, unless you specifically 
state that you can't do that and you actually communicate with people. And, and that's what Titanium Tiger said. Like, he's like, hey, NRS didn't even talk to me about this. He's like, I would have changed it. I would have adjusted it, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, hey, shocker, we can't get them to communicate either. What the hell is your problem when you're putting on a tournament and you're doing something where communication is super important that you can't get back to major outlets running stories? You can't communicate with people. Where the hell is your head at? When you can't freaking type into Twitter and just explain what's going on. Yeah, and, and even a step before that, it feels like this level of sudden insecurity by NRS is is very odd to me. And I and I'm where I'm kinda going with it, it's kind of weird that like they're pushing for a level of I dare say censorship with this kind of a thing where, I mean, if they want to make a rule that you can't make fun of our game or you can't make fun of our decisions or even kind of poke fun at, at us, I mean, they can, but I wonder how much that's going to do in, in terms of like, you know, again, the audience that you're dealing with here. And Are you saying there's a little so hypocrisy with, with Mortal Kombat doing some censorship type stuff? Well, John, I can you? definitely say yeah, for the, <laughs> that's that's not lost on me that, again, probably the most offensive of all fighting games, if we're going to be completely honest here, is uh, getting offended pretty damn easily right now. And so is this starting to set a precedent? Because I, I, sh I should also add here that not only did Titanium Tigers get banned, but of course that laser focused everyone's attention on like, well, why did this happen? And they began talking about it in the chat. And as I understand it, NRS started handing out like bans in the chat or, or like, you know, you can't even talk about this. I'm like, that's some Kim Jong-il stuff going on right there. You know, that's some like crazy dictator crap. And... and uh, this is like low stakes. Mortal Kombat is not widely known for its competitive aspects. So it's like the yeah. amount of people that are even upset about about Shiva's balance. It's like you're allowed to be that, by the way, but that's not a huge portion of your population. This is a massively successful among casual players title. And and yet they're like dying on this hill where they can they can just adjust it later on. They can fix it a little bit and the small portion of the population that would be upset about Shiva's balance can be, you know, sated and go on to the next thing that they're upset about. But for them to suddenly turn around after, from what I've seen, never having much issue with these kind of things before, does NRS have? Um, and, and then like die on this hill, it doesn't make much sense to me. And it's kind of scary. It's like, are, are we're not allowed to talk smack about games? Have you been in the FGC for more than 10 minutes? Do you see what it's like on social media? What is your end here? This to me reeks of someone making a really bad choice in the moment and then doubling down and then tripling down on that choice and saying, hey, you know what? I made a really bad decision. Let me go ahead and make even worse ones to follow up with that. And you've got to check your ego. You Look, we make mistakes every freaking day. That's it, We're not perfect. We're not coming here with and saying like, hey, NRS, like we here at Event Hubs, we do everything freaking perfect and you guys better you know, fall in line and stuff like that. It's like, no, we screw up all the freaking time, but we try to own it when we do. It, it's we'll come on here. We'll, we'll go elsewhere and say, hey, you know, Sorry, we messed up on this. And that's really the first step for NRS and say, like, look, just say maybe we didn't handle this as well as we could have. We're going to look at these rules in the future and either make them more clear or, you know, handle things differently. Say something, you know, say some kind of acknowledgement beyond like, oh, wow, we have no idea what we're doing. You know, and then that's pretty much what it looks like to me right now. I don't. I think it's Hanlon's razors, like never attribute uh, malice to something that could be explained by like ineptitude, you know, like by someone basically messing up. And that's not a verbatim quote, but close enough. And and it, it's 
I think people are just messing up here and not understanding how things should kind of flow. And, and they made a bunch of overcorrections and screwed it all up. And it's just well, like, look, get out in front of this next time. Get out in front of the message. Put something out there to your fans so they understand where you're coming from. Uh, you can, you can, you know, say my bad. Sorry about that. You don't even have to say that. Just say what happened and, you know, just tell people what you're doing in the future to work on this stuff. It's not that hard because you can look at most of the other esports companies out there, uh, including Capcom, uh, and just see what they do for messaging. It's not that hard to do. <clears throat> don't look at Capcom for it yet. But, uh, <laughs> no, actually, but no, I, I wanna... no, no, no. I, 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 will, I, will, I will uphold Capcom here because when stuff happens with Capcom, for the most part, shout outs to Zykes, but for the most part, they will actually go in there and release a statement on it and say what is going on. It is rare with Capcom that they don't have a statement of some kind when major things happen. And that is how you handle this stuff. The messaging may not always be something that the, the community is happy about, but you at least know where they're coming from with this stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I want to focus specifically on whether or not NRS should have this kind of sensitivity if there is a legitimacy to saying we want to kind of police uh, to this degree at least how people are talking about our game when it comes to not just social media, but like we are in the setting of one of their events. It's like they have a little more authority when it comes to that. Um, but do you think that this is in this age of esports, in this age of being, um, you know, in front of the eyes of so many onlookers, whether they be audience members or, or participants and such? Like, do you think this is a good move where we're trying to force, <laughs> we're trying to force people to only talk about our games at our events in a certain light? Like, it, it, do we have any other examples? Like, can you talk smack about the NFL when you're at an NFL game or the NBA? Can you have a sign that says, I don't like the NBA at an NBA game? Or or, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out the, the parallels to this. So, I mean, you specifically asked about the NBA. So it depends actually on where you're sitting at, for example. If you're sitting near the, the front um, uh, row, uh, they actually give you a uh, handbook that says what you kind of can and can't say at that point. Mm -hmm. um, now, the, the rules actually get a little bit looser the further up you get. And um, depending on the era you went to games last at, uh, you could say some pretty loose stuff there. Uh, but, but getting back on subject to NRS, like in my personal opinion, like it's their tournament. If they want to have all criticism kind of like thrown out the window and say, hey, you're not allowed to criticize us on the stream that we're, you know, basically paying people to participate on. I think that's they're, they're right. They could do that. They just need to be clear that that's the rules and that's what you kind of can't do. And I don't blame them. The, the phrase is don't crap or you eat. And considering the immaturity level of the FGC and kind of gamers in general, I don't think that is necessarily a bad rule. My problem with this is just how it was handled from top to bottom. It's extremely poorly handled. But to answer your question, I'm not opposed to their approach here. I definitely think it's an overreach, but it's fine if it's done correctly, if you ask me. You think they're going to cold shoulder us now for calling them ass? No. <laughs> I mean, they already kind of have. They already right? do. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference, right? I mean, it's we've got a few contacts at NRS who are really good people. They're very smart. Uh, when you watch the combat cast, when you listen to Ed Boone talk, it's very clear that there are a ton of high-level, hardworking professionals here. I don't know what the hell is going on with their, their public relations department and why they never answer stuff from us or anyone else, but that is kind of like what the status quo is. And if you go back and look for quotes outside of the developers for stuff like this, I think you will find very, very, very few of them. Um, because I don't know what their philosophy is, but it's very clear 
don't answer anything is close to what their philosophy is. It's the damn Molina players that that just jaded Ed Boone and his team after after a year. Well, again, or so this is not on Boone. Boone's, Boone's not in the PR department. You know, the, this is not on the developers. Like, I don't know who their PR person is, and that's a shame because we really should know who that person is. You're just um, stepping on my joke. I know. Oh, I'm so it wasn't sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was I, saying that Molina <laughs> players ruined yet another thing for us and made made NRS extra sensitive, and uh, they got what they wanted. Yeah. Too. I, I just can't attribute it to Ed Boom because he literally, I mean, he probably could step in and do something about this, but it's not his job. Like, he's worried about Mortal Kombat 12 and, like, the DLC characters coming and all that other kind of stuff. Like, the poor guy has only got so many time, so much time in each day to kind of handle this stuff, right? And this is, this is not his field that he should be worried about, but anyway. So to tie this up a little bit, I think where we've figured out that we stand... Um, so to speak, is that, okay, if NRS wants to call some shots and make some, uh, you know, corral people into conducting themselves in certain ways when they are at NRS's event, so to speak, or participating in their online event, hey, there's definitely room for that and you can do so. And and it makes sense as to why you would want to do that because you have so, it's not just like the FGC as we know it. It's Mortal Kombat is a lot bigger than this, the competitive scene. Uh, it's the casual scene. And then it's a lot of people that will walk by, so to speak, and see in the window and stop and watch. So there's a lot of reach that they have. It's the age of esports and, 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 and image is everything. So it makes sense that they would want to do this kind of a thing. And I think it's to an extent within their uh, within the realm of, of legitimacy for them to do so, but communicate a lot more specifically about it and don't just be so like out of nowhere, especially with everything that's kind of like going on and the way people are talking about censorship these days and have been since Rage Against the Machine started up, you know, uh, you don't want to do what they did here because I can tell you this as a uh, as, as an editor for event hubs, I can tell you that if why did NRS do this? Titanium Tigers is, is won that tournament, and and that wouldn't be a story on our front page. A few people would see that. A few people would maybe ask what that name meant, and then hear about it, and then be le- left to make a decision about what they think about that. Most people that saw why did NRS do this and knew what it meant to begin with would just kind of get a chuckle out of it, and then they'd go do something else, and they'd come back and they'd watch the next event, you know. Mm-hmm. But when doing it like this, we're banning this person, you're getting so much more attention attention shown on this particular topic, and it kind of paints you for a lot of people as the bad guy. So like I said, ironically, this is probably doing more against them in the specific avenue that they were trying to basically hold their heads up high in. And uh, so yeah, not a good look. Maybe just do it differently the next time, but also not completely in the wrong, just a little more tact next time. Yeah, and, and this is something we would eventually cover because we do cover the culmination of the Mortal Kombat, you know, events on our website. We always do. Um, when the big events come around, and this is, you know, it's it's getting close to it, right? It's getting closer to the, the bigger events coming up. Uh, we always have those up on our website. Like, Yeah, um, but that, that that name, why did NRS do this? That's the yeah. variation name. It would have just yeah. said Titanium Tigers exactly. Shiva. Exactly. So ugh, it, it's it's they they've made a mountain out of a molehill, you know, uh, due to how they handle this situation. And it's not a difficult fix, but it, it's unfortunately seems like a difficult fix based on our experiences with them. And it's like, are, are you guys ever going to fix this? You know, in it, it many really years, turn of it. people off, you know, yeah. you're going to lose some charisma. And I think that's worth a lot more than the sort of stuff that they're trying to get with. I mean, to a, to an extent to a certain degree, but given how many people would have seen this and seen it in this particular light versus not given the way they're 
conducting themselves, this is not the most efficient way of going about it, if you ask me. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. What else we got on the docket here? Something that has to do with being efficient. Oh, uh, Gil and Street Fighter V. You ready to talk about that? Of course. All right. I posted up a story. Uh, gosh, it would have been about a week ago now. Maybe not quite. doesn't really matter. And it was just one of these clips for Street Fighter V where it's a uh, an online battle between a Gil player and a Poison player. Both of them kind of up there in rank. The uh, Gil player is a Grandmaster. The po- Poison is an Ultimate Grandmaster. And uh, what ends up happening is after a few minutes or a few seconds of them scuffling about, this big old gill sequence gets started with V-Trigger, corners the poison, puts on a show, has to open her up, you know, a couple of times. And it, and, and Gil's traditionally been uh, talked about as a character that is not top tier, has some pretty crazy explosive stuff, but really has to work compared to a lot of others. And that was kind of the angle that I posted this about. But... The comments took it in a different direction and highlighted something that once uh, once it was highlighted for me, I, it was just resonating with me in my brain. And my heart kept coming back to it over and over again, and it got an emotional reaction out of me. Uh, and and so I wasn't sure what to do with it. And kind of pull the curtain back a little bit here for the audience. Uh, I knew I wanted to talk about this because it was getting my attention repeatedly, but I'm not sure exactly why. And I don't. I didn't start necessarily with a a, uh, a so what about it, but I knew that there's an emotional reaction, so I want to bounce it off of you, the more level-headed, thoughtful when it comes to Street Fighter V uh, of the two of us. I love how you call me level-headed and thoughtful after that segment we just did on NRS. Where I'm just <laughs> like, ah! For Street Fighter V, for Street Fighter V specifically. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so, so what happens here in this clip is that the Gil player... Uh, does a, a, a block string combo into an EX red fireball and uh, the poison player blocking it. And then the V trigger two cancel comes out and the guild player dashes forward after activating V trigger two and the poison V reversals to get out of this very sticky situation because she has her back to the wall. She's blocking uh, all of Gil's baloney. He activates V trigger and you know that he's going to be plus like a million. So she just wants to get some breathing room and have a chance. Well, he dashes forward after the activation and has time to parry. And I looked at it a couple of times. He has time to see the V reversal coming out and choose to parry it and does so and gets a huge offensive sequence afterwards into this, you know, and, and, and ends up ending the round um, after a, a reset or two. And the comments that uh, came up was, and what was this poison player's biggest, uh, biggest sin, so to speak? He used the only defensive tool in the game besides blocking and was essentially punished for V reversaling. Now, I look at that and I go, there's something here to be said about the wider balance in between offense and defense in Street Fighter. And of course, we're on the cusp of this game changing fairly drastically with both a new mechanic and a new balance and, hey, a whole slew of new characters. So given that we're going to see some moving and shaking, it's like this is a good time to examine that balance. And this is at least one way of highlighting the imbalance between offense and defense. Um, but it felt very frustrating to see this go down and say, yeah, and the one the one option that you really have here, it doesn't work. It's not only that it doesn't work, it works in your opponent's favor. And that just, oh, I see it and I get kind of, kind of upset about it. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, so one of the big problems I think where I go to, and I'm taking a little bit of a different track here than you are, with V reversals is they're so often not worth using because of how good V triggers are. 
That right. is the biggest fundamental problem with V reversals because I actually think in a vacuum, they're not that bad of a move. It's just like you have to give up so much to use them even once. And if you have a three bar V trigger, you know, um, your odds of even being able to use that in a match or even wanting to use it are fairly slim, depending on what your V skill is, what your character is, but it's not good, right? And if you have a two bar, which, you know, most poison players use, right? Um, um, or I think it's what they have, like, right? I, I think actually both are V-Triggers or two bars, but regardless, um, yeah. they use V-Trigger one, which is two bars. And so you'll you'll see view reversals more often from, you know, characters like Poison and Karen and other stuff like that, but you're only going to see them maybe once. Um, and that inherently is the problem in this game. You have a defensive mechanic that you can't use that often. Uh, you compare that to something like, you know, Ultra Street Fighter 4, where you do have delayed wake up, you've got the focus, um, you've got the invincible backdashes, you've got all that kind of stuff. You can use those pretty much all the time, and they help offset how good and vortexy offense can be in Street Fighter 4. And that is just, to me, that's where I go with this, is like, it's just an inherent thing. It's like, it's kind of an unfortunate set of circumstances that that poison got blown up by the, you know, um, by the parry basically and, and it's guild like it's poison versus guild like poison's got every advantage so i'm not going to feel bad for the poison player ever you know because mm -hmm. guild is not good especially using v trigger too um but um, <laughs> maybe the experiment and this is not necessarily something i would like to see manifested but like kind of roughly speaking what would v reversals need to be how would you need to buff them in order to counterbalance where the offensive v triggers and just the offensive uh, momentum that street fighter 5 tends to lend itself to how would you go about buffing V-triggers to get them to the point where they would balance that. And as far as I've been considering it, it's something like I would want them to work just about every time that I use them. So I would be one incentivized to use them in the first place. Maybe that means that they can't be blocked and they can't be thrown. So they always work but then maybe they also cost two bars. So it's really something that you have to use, but you're always going to get someone off of you if you use it. Basically like a burst mechanic at that point where, yeah. you know, a Just lot of games them to the other that. side of the, yeah. of the, of the screen. Um, but then you have to also consider that some characters don't attack, they just move. And I'm thinking like my worst nightmare right now, Manat, trying to play that matchup with, with Seth, which I have a very rough time doing. And I can imagine it's like, well, she could give up her V-Trigger, which isn't nothing for sure. But then like every time I get in, all she does is spend two bars of her V-Trigger, yeah. which is, she's been saving and gets out again. And uh, that's just a, a losing recipe. So it's not like this fix would be a, a catch-all, but it highlights to me the imbalance in offense offense and defense and if the answer to appropriately balance this is something as drastic as what I just kind of came up with with V triggers or I'm sorry with V reversals that tells me that there's a lot of work to be done to actually nuance or to actually approach this with enough nuance and change things around in the details to make the thing balanced. Yeah, I mean, I've suggested it before. I'll say it again. I think that every character should get a free V reversal um, at the start of every round and make it a little icon that it, you know appears right above the V reversal thing to incentivize people actually using it. Um, you keep all the moves and all the power the same, but you get a free V reversal every single you know time, and it, it's just one more opportunity to stop the incredible momentum that happens in Street Fighter Five. Uh, and and uh, you know going even further than that, I would actually you know scale the damage on V triggers even further. Even giving that, like I still think offense would would heavily outweigh defense in this game, yeah. even if both those things were the case. Um, but that's how I go about it. But I mean, when we start you know kind of blue skying this kind of stuff. 
it's a little hard to know how it would work in practice, right? Uh, we talk about that a lot. And it, it's not an easy job for Capcom to take every, you know, the 50 million suggestions they hear out there and, and try to implement them and, and balance those and all that other kind of stuff. Um, it's genuinely hard. And, you know, you always run in the the, the thing of, one, does it change a game too much where it's not even Street Fighter Five anymore? And then two, is it actually a fun way of doing things? Is it enjoyable to have that, or does it just bog down the action and make it a worse game? Uh, right. These Maybe are... just every time stuff heats up, someone just splits the splits the uh, the characters uh, you know full screen away from each other again, or something like that, and and you're back to square one, and, and things can never begin to get any kind of a momentum, and it's just boring to watch. Yeah. So it's it's Capcom Capcom has a work cut out for him with this kind of stuff, but like to me, I don't really think there's any kind of problem with the two characters here. Like, you know, um, it, it's it's more of just a fundamental problem in Street Fighter V that they're still struggling to address. And, and shocker to everyone, you know, I, I guess out there who doesn't think about this stuff uh, in terms of like the progress line that Street Fighter IV had. Street Fighter IV was not a perfect game um, for a long time and, and obviously not a perfect game ever, but but. The balance that people remember with Street Fighter 4 with Ultra, that came very late in the game's lifespan. Like, that game was out there for a long, long, long time before it solved the gigantic issues that were plaguing it. Uh, and, you know, solved, relatively speaking. I know there's so a number of people... So you don't think that where Street Fighter 5 at... or You think that where Street Fighter 5 is at right now is a relatively acceptable place, given that, I what, think, we're at five years in? I think Street Fighter 5 is at a better spot in its lifespan than Street Fighter four was at the same timeline considerably better with what the looking at like the net code the training mode the cfn all this other kind of stuff looking at the entire package i think street fighter 5 is a way more polished well okay than i don't know was. about i don't know about uh bringing in things like net code because the times are a little different and the I priorities yeah are, i get that so i would want to keep this kind of okay well the, okay you the say, atmosphere of game balance you say the net code is different well the net code is different for capcom there are still a bunch of companies in the fgc where the net code is is still what it was for Street Fighter 4, delay-based and pretty much just crappy all over the place. So I get what you're saying, but that's also not entirely fair to Capcom, who has prioritized rollback netcode for longer than I believe any company in the FGC, any AAA company in the FGC, and and to just completely write it off, because that's a thing. Like, it's something they have worked on more actively than most fair enough. people. So. For sure. And Capcom has done new things and, and has improved things that they do. But I'm kind of what I'm talking about here is specifically game balance and specifically like being able to weigh, OK, risk, reward, offense, defense. You know, this move is this good, so it should have this kind of drawback or this kind of a counter. And because whenever these kind of things pop up and I get this sort of emotional response where I'm like, that's that shouldn't be that way. You naturally got to consider like, OK, should it have been changed a long time ago? Should they have learned this lesson before? Should they have learned it within the last five years of Street Fighter V, the last 30 years of making fighting games in general? Or should I just be, you know, patiently waiting for stuff like general offense and defensive balance to be appropriate five years into a game? Naturally, you can probably hear in my voice that I'm not too excited about it. And I think that, yeah, it probably shouldn't be an issue that we're dealing with now. I'd rather be dealing with more specific and harder, harder stuff. But here we are, like, dealing with some of the most basic things in the game. And I'm not saying it's easy, 
but I'm saying it's your job and you've been doing it for 30 years or you've been doing it for five years and I think it should be farther along by now and you should have learned the lessons that you learned with Street mm-hmm. Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 3 and Alpha and, and other games that you know you can peek over the fence and see how they're doing it's like you guys are top of the mountain in a lot of ways you're the you're the face of fighting games and yet this kind of crap is still happening I'm not happy about it I want to love your game and stuff like this God, uh, maybe it's just a okay. Yeah, but to me, huh. I look at this as like this is the arcade edition of Street Fighter Four. This is where Yun and Yang were running rampant, and the balance yeah. was dog crap. Uh, arcade edition was a really, really, really poor version of Street Fighter Four. And agree. what came right after it was Ultra. You know, and and there's debate from some people. You know how good that was, but collectively, and we've ran many polls on. Now this. You got 2012 first. They 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 yeah, jumped right. on that that's really true. quickly. Yeah. Well, relatively quickly. Yeah. It's uh, still, I think we dealt with it for a year, right? About Something a like year. That. Yeah. yeah. It, and that was, you know, it, uh, a year back then was <laughs> felt um, felt shorter, I guess, than it does now because we expect more <laughs> from these companies. We expect them to jump on this stuff more. But I mean, people forget that that Street Fighter 4 came out in the arcades, you know, way back when. Like, it's not just the home console version. Like, Capcom was balancing this game for a long, long, long time. Uh, I think the arcade version was 2007 or 2008. I have to, I'd have to double check that. Um, but um, regardless, it's... Um, I'm pretty sure it was 08. It was 08. You're right. Uh, yeah, I remember actually going to uh, go play it in the arcades and stuff like that on some of the uh, some of the uh, colleges in California and stuff like that. It was pretty cool right back on. in the day, yeah. Um, but regardless, they had a long time to get to the point of, you know... Um, Ultra Street Fighter Four, basically, right? Sure. Um, and, and so and they I, had all that research that generally applies to fighting games. Not all enough. of it goes direct, directly into Street Fighter Five because it's somewhat different. But there's a lot there, especially on the conceptual level of defense and offense. It's like, dude, yeah. dude, write some of those notes down. Yeah. Okay. So it's just talking a bit about about um, timelines here. Um, so 2008 was the release of. Um, um, Street Fighter 4 in the arcades, right? Uh, and then so 2011 was the downloadable version of Arcade Edition, you know, kind of thing. And as you mentioned, uh, 2012, um, and, you know, doing quick math there, that's that's four years, right? And mm-hmm. we're around four or five years into the game. And that's that's why I compare Street Fighter 4, where Street Fighter 5 is going, I should say, to the Ultra Street Fighter 4 version. Like, we're about to enter that that phase. And it doesn't excuse Capcom for messing up. You're, you're right. You, they should have learned from their mistakes. But this is kind of what they do. Like, and I don't know if Capcom is going to change anytime soon in terms of like, I was street fighter six. I expect the exact same timeline again. Like, like Great. it's, I, well, I mean, they've, they've never shown us they're going to do anything different. Look at, you know, street fighter three to third strike, like look at uh street fighter alpha and all these games. Like they, they really start off pretty rough. And then over time they get to a pretty good point. Um, and I mean, if you want a highly polished product, like don't stop playing the, the last game they released pretty much like, <laughs> John, keep playing Street Fighter Five when Street Fighter Six is out. How do, how appealing does it sound to you? And you go, ah. Uh, I don't my, even my... want to get to our last segment today, which I'm not there yet. But like that, even that, especially coming off of the emotions of this segment, I go, oh, fuck. So, but but let me back up here and say you're not wrong. You're you're more right. You know, I just I I have a little bit of a different perspective on this, but it doesn't mean that oh, you know, like hey, that completely you know defeats everything you're saying. It's just like I I kind of have a long view of this because it's like it's cap. Capcom's history, and they are just such a, a company of habit. They do the same things over and over and over again. Um, so I have very little faith that Street Fighter Six is going to be a very balanced game when it first comes out. I think we're going to have the Nash, you know, the the other characters that are just like really lopsided and freaking crazy to play against and not fun to play against. 
And that's going to be the nature of the game. But we have a whole nother game's meta to explore at that point. We have a whole different game that hopefully is great and fun to play and better balanced than this. Uh, you know, by the time Street Fighter V came out for me, like I was ready to move on from, from Street Fighter Four. I was completely ready and not everyone agreed with that. Um, but for me, I was like, I've explored the meta of this game. I know really what it's about. I'm done. I need a different game at this point. I'm really tired of this. Give me something new. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, 2008 to, to 2016, that's eight years. We had like eight years of, of Street Fighter Four. That's enough, you know, kind of thing. And no, we're going to have. I needed, I needed another few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to have, you know, uh, we're going to get into it here in a, in a minute here. Um, so I, I want to finish up on your thing. Like, yeah, John, like, what would be your message to people kind of like like hearing these arguments back and forth and like but specifically actually to Capcom what would be your message to Capcom of like what do you think they should do to fix this yes so i know that i haven't given through this discussion a lot of particulars of here's how to fix the problem and i hate it when people just highlight the problem and whine about the problem but they don't give you any kind of inclination towards this is what it would look like if it were better now that's not exactly my job it's your job as you know the developers and such to balance this game um so fair enough but this to me and and let me know if you agree with this like to see this um, particular clip and talk about it in the way that we've talked about it I think does highlight or give us an example or give us a feel of just how lopsided things are right now and that there is an issue it doesn't necessarily pinpoint the issue in a way that you can with a refined enough vision of it to really work with it you have to therefore you know thereafter kind of dig into that but it does show that the issue is there and it does show that like something needs to be attended to in this realm and so please like i say we're on the cusp of the game changing in some significant ways in some a few different ways you could tackle this problem from different directions but please hear me hear us when we say this is an evidence that there's a, that this needs to be attended to attend to it the balance between offense and defense is still not there in some pretty major ways do something about it because okay. we're probably hanging out with this game for another 30 years or whatever it's <laughs> so i you asked me how i feel about that and oh yeah do you agree with that? actually i completely agree and completely disagree with with different that's such a catalyst said. answer yeah it's uh, like so, you're so right but not accurate okay what do you mean I agree with you that there is a problem here, and we've talked about the disparity, but uh, where I completely disagree with you with just putting this onus on Capcom, that's ridiculous. We are the fighting game community. We are supposed to explore this stuff and have better ideas to, to feed to Capcom, but it's okay that we don't have that right now. This well, is we've, starting. we've said it a million times. Make V triggers cost more. Make damage output less. You know, attend to those specific. This is more in the general realm, but we've talked about specific nerves. And but stuff. you and I also had a lot of blanks and pauses in there where we're like, we're kind of not sure. We're, we're like, well, we would go about it this way. We were very unsure of ourselves with this, and and we're trying to figure it out. We haven't nailed this down specifically. And when you're a Capcom, and when you're listening to us, and you're going, okay, guys, we're getting. 50 million different answers to this question that we have. What the hell do you guys want us to do? 
And that's yes. hard for Capcom to deal with. So that's why I take issue with some of the stuff you're saying there. But it's okay for us to be in that position because this is something we're looking at from a whole different angle than we've looked at it before. That's my point. And and so it's it's okay that we need to have this discussion and need to work this out. That's fine. That's that's where we're at right now. Um, and I think it's okay that Capcom, you know, may not have a better answer. I, I don't think it's okay that they haven't done more to take out V triggers. Like that's ridiculous still to me. Um, we got you know the the most recent balance patch for season five or whatever the hell you want to call it. And they didn't really do anything to address V triggers. That to me is bull crap. And that needs to change with this upcoming patch. V triggers are still bull crap. And we have hit that button very, very, very hard. And that yeah. needs to legitimately be addressed. This one, I do legitimately think you're onto something, but I don't know what it is yet. And that's okay. We need time as a community to talk this out. We need people to write us on Twitter or in the comments and say what they think. That's that's what sparked this to begin with, right? You went through and you looked at the comments and you're like, man, these guys got a point. Like, what can we do? What is here? And we're still unpacking that. And that is where we should be at right now. Dude, we should do a show together because this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted from this. It's like I have a bunch of unrefined emotions that I'm going to basically throw up here. And I want you to sort of make some rationalized processing of them. And thank you for doing that. Uh, we should do it more often. <laughs> there it is. So, well, John, I'm glad that you like doing that because it's apparently going to go on for quite a bit longer than you might uh. think, as you've alluded to. Uh, we're already seeing a lot of games here get their development stretched out because of COVID-19. It is a, a big deal at this moment. Um, there are games like The Outer Worlds, uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Kingdom Hearts, Death Stranding, The Last of Us Part Two, and about 50 other games that have documented the COVID-19 impact that have had where they have had to either delay their game um, and it got released. You know, Some of those have already been out there, right, that I, I just mentioned, um, or some of them are, have yet to be released because they are are stuck in development hell and in facing situations they never have before. And the thing about this is you and I have talked extensively about Street Fighter 6 coming out in early 2022. That is a timeline we've almost not universally put on it, but we've put as the most likely timeline, right? Yeah. Well, Dan got pushed, delayed, reworded, you know, kind of thing, however you want to do it to like the maximum extension that he could have. And even then, though, Capcom said in that roadmap document at the very bottom, which we spotted, you know, months later, but they said, hey, subject to change. Don't take this verbatim. We may do whatever with it. Capcom has said numerous times now that COVID-19 has been a gigantic impact to their company. And, and for people who are wondering kind of like how that might look, I'm going to go ahead and, and frame a situation here. I haven't spoken directly to you know Capcom developers on how COVID-19 is impacting them. But let's just say that, that the developers need access to the latest frame data for Dan, right? So they can adjust the animation and timings on some of his moves, kind of help balance them out and stuff a little bit better. Well, if the developers normally keep that on a central computer at Capcom's you know, headquarters and it's constantly updated, now maybe they're not used to putting that same data out there on the internet that's secure for everyone to access. So they've got to make a whole new method that doesn't let the public or hackers or anyone else find that information and then potentially exploit it. They have to have a way of locking that down, but letting the right people get into it. Capcom was just very recently hacked. So oh, yeah. locking down information so that only accepted people, acceptable people have access to it is a big freaking deal for them. Uh, people can lose jobs for stuff like this. And right now, the more acceptable outcome, I would assume, would be not being hacked again, but having development be a little bit slower, considering that is the industry norm at this moment in time. 
So to me, what I'm seeing here is I don't think early 2022 is a possibility. The game is still not announced yet. Maybe it's going to happen at Capcom Cup here in a month. We'll see. I, I don't think it's looking likely because of what Dan is looking like right now. And I think the other DLC characters are going to kind of hit that maximum window of what they've said, if not outright break it. And the current roadmap for Street Fighter V currently extends to fall 20, excuse me, fall 2021. And fall 2021 is uh, December, the middle of it. That's actually how far yeah, it goes we'll probably out. Finish out with, with Street Fighter V content, like new content rolling in this year at the end of this year with the new balance and the final character yes so if we're talking middle of december that's at least a, a whole another full year of street fighter 5 and and you know they always could add another character in there if they wanted to i think they've got their hands full just finishing what they have right so i don't think we need to have necessarily more um, but we also know that there's a major balance patch coming up in a month but there's also another one coming up in you know the fall of 2021 right like about a year from now so we know like from personal experience that when, when Capcom does a major balance patch, like these games do pretty darn well for, you know, several months, basically. Uh, sometimes a half a year kind of depends. And especially if they get the Ultra Street Fighter 4 version of Street Fighter 5 out where it's really well balanced and well received by the community, there's going to be quite a few people that are very content with that until Street Fighter 6 comes out, right? Um, mm. So there's there's a lot here. But if, if I was a betting man, you put a gun to my head and said, hey, look, you need to call when Street Fighter 6 is coming out. I'm no longer saying early 2022. I legitimately think we're looking at summer, fall, uh, potentially even winter time of uh, of the, later on uh, uh, next year. Uh, we could be a year and a half or more away from Street Fighter V being removed as a main Capcom fighting game title. Uh, so let me ask you this. I know how you might take that because Street Fighter V is your favorite Street Fighter. Um, but if you are trying to play the chorus, so to speak, of the community, and you kind of want to capture how the community would react to that, at that news, given that we do have an entire new season, new developments, new characters, mechanics, all that stuff, how do you respond if you're the community? Do you go, all right, cool, I'm down? Or do you go, uh, another year or two of this? Also keeping in mind that Capcom Cup has been not... like it. it canceled but replaced with some online finals because covid continues to affect it there's a lot of um there's a lot of wet blankets being thrown on this game and 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 you know understandably so given the times but with everything adding up to where it is right now how's the community going to feel about that because i know i hear it and i go man okay we'll try but i'm like you said looking forward to street fighter 5 at the end of street fighter 4 i'm definitely there right now myself can I do a subject breaker? Subject breaker and uh, do uh, how Capcom responded to that question when I asked him at the last Capcom Cup. That was, uh, yeah, yeah um, not well. Would be a very succinct way of putting that because even Capcom staff themselves that I spoke with were not thrilled about Street Fighter V having a long lifespan in front of it. Oh, they and gotta you, not be. It's been such a tumultuous road, right? Like, yeah. it's not like they're having parties every day in the offices with all this stuff. But it's kind of, it's it's this or nothing, right? And yeah. that's kind of how you have to look at it. And I think that, I think that Street, I really honestly feel that Street Fighter V could be tweaked enough to be a good bit more accepted in the community, a good bit yeah. more yeah. than it is right now. And I don't think it would be overly hard. I think that, a few of the major things you and I have brought up, if you address those, this game is a lot better off. 
Like it, it is really, there's some fundamental problems with this game that make it not street. It's the mo- we talk about this all the time. It's the most marvelly Street Fighter we've ever seen. That's not a good thing. You put Marvel and Marvel, and you make Street Fighter Street Fighter. I was watching EO and uh, uh, I think it was Daigo and, and a few other players play Street Fighter Four, and I'm watching the interactions, and, and I'm going, "Oh, in Street Fighter Five, that person would have been dead. Like that would have mm-hmm. been Oki into death, into you know, boom." And it's like they they've got an opportunity to make two or three or four more reads in a match, you know, kind of thing. The matches, they go on for longer. There's more meaningful interactions between the players than that. I'm not saying Street Fighter 4 doesn't have a bunch of problems that I've already addressed, you know, but one of the one of, one of the points in, in Street Fighter 4's development, the developers outright said that they toned down damage so that players would have an opportunity to make one or two more reads in a match. I remember and, writing about that a lot when yes. uh, during the transition between the two games and being excited about it, I felt like, and I'll I'll give it back to you in a second here, but I felt like thinking about how Street Fighter Four had come off of the whole vortex thing, where that could mean one touch and that would be the end of it. One of the big broad goals in my mind for Street Fighter Five and the direction that seemed like developers were intending to take it was that you would need more touches. There would be much more in the way of footsies, kind of like a respectable fencing match where someone earns their hit, they get their damage from it, but then instead of being able to smother, the thing resets and you got to get that hit again and therefore you have to get a certain amount of touches before it's over. There are elements of that in this game, but so many characters Characters can just circumvent that neutral yes. and they can just steamroll you with V-Trigger stuff uh, later in the game. So I'm sorry, but you were... No, saying- no, we, we talk about G doing that and it's like, but G's not exclusive. He takes it to a higher extreme than most characters, but it's like G is maybe a 10 out of 10 in that respect. And like, but a bunch of other characters are like a nine or an eight out of 10. They're like a step below them. And it's it's pretty ridiculous when universally most characters have that ability. I play Monat and I have done 60% damage combos on you all the time. And, and it's not easy to set them up, but I'm fully capable of doing it. And so I got one V-trigger touch on you. I give you a mix-up and you're dead. I'm a zoning character. I'm not, I should not have the ability to do it to that degree. It's, but if I don't have that, you know what, what happens to me? I, I'm, Monad is now the worst character in the game if I don't, if I can't do that back to you because everyone else can do it. And it's a fundamental problem that V-Triggers have in this game and how Capcom has addressed that in this game and in past games is by adjusting the damage scaling. It's legitimately what they did with Ultras and Street Fighter 4. They said, we have increased the damage scaling on this move. Um, it's going to scale one higher or two higher or something like that. They have done the same thing with Street Fighter 5. They need to do it again. That would and, be wonderful. And and right there, you have a history of doing this and it working out in your favor, and you just need to do it again. And I'm fairly upset with them. They didn't do it this last season. We, we talked about it extensively, but it's coming up again. Freaking do it. I, I'm i so tired of, yeah, I... I Dude, I just went on a freaking 14 game winning streak. I was texting you guys about it. I I earned a thousand league points and all that kind of stuff. I can play this game at a high level. Uh, I'm a grandmaster ranked Monat player. I'm pretty good at this game. Even I think this is bull crap. And if if I think it's that bad, and a bunch of other people in the community are saying it's bad. It's something you can tweak. And I, I still, I would love an answer from Capcom on this one of why they've kept it intact. I, I 
I just don't get it. I don't get why the game needs to be that explosive. The game is still going to be really freaking explosive even if you put this in there. V-triggers are still going to be great. They're just not going to be as insane as they are right now. And, and so I I don't want to belabor that point because we have hit that a lot. But well, and, and on the other side of that too, we were talking about that clip from the, the guild player and the poison player. The first 20 seconds or so of the match or of the round that we're watching, uh, there's a lot of intelligent and calculated back and forth. Yep. Like this game does offer that kind of a thing. Uh, you can play that. It's there's and they've attended to make things more whiff punishable. Uh, they've they've tweaked a lot of little things here and there to make that part of the game very good. It's just that it continues to get overshadowed. And uh, to go back a little bit too to to talking about expectations of where things should be balanced now given how much time and experience you've had last season the big reason why i'm especially upset you brought this up and and it kind of brings it to the forefront of my mind we had we knew that like g's v trigger was silly and taking away from the fun of the game it's like it is what it is and and i can see that's what you wanted with it as the development team like they wanted it to be something but it was also very clearly detrimental to the overall game and they didn't do anything to it all they did was they tried to make the other v trigger uh competitive to this one <laughs> and and i don't think that they necessarily i mean maybe they were successful there but either way you still see v trigger one stuff from g and while it's fun to watch it like it hasn't been attended to at all and we've expressed heavily that this is a problem and for them to not do anything there it doesn't give me a lot of hope that they're going to or that they've learned their lessons at all and so when you say we've gotten this far relative to like where things were with street fighter 4 it's like yeah but i I think they've already made up their mind combo breaker i got a combo breaker you now you're on a roll there and i agree with you you have not built up enough meter to do that yet you only get like one of those per round who was the number one character that we hit on last year and i know particularly because you carried this torch for a long time rashid and was he reasonably addressed in your eyes it seems like it yeah and people are still complaining about him but i'm not um and that's the thing although i don't see him very often so maybe i'm just not feeling it because i'm not because people aren't playing him as much well i mean i I think that speaks to his nerves right and i agree with you and and i still think he's a pretty darn good character Uh, i think we overhyped some of his nerves a little bit but i think it's very clear he's gone from the number one character in the game to you know top 10 ish somewhere around there right um maybe top five still but like hands down number one like without any argument down to top five is a huge nerf for that character yeah but akuma g's v trigger urian right and so it's uh, where i wanted to go with that is that clearly capcom doesn't get everything every time out and they never have they never will either it's impossible to do that but they have addressed some things here they have done it somewhat and the the question becomes how much are we going to see this next time around in a month's time from here how much more are we going to see or not see and uh, you know if you again put a gun to my head and said like hey you've got to predict it i don't know uh, i hope um i hope we get something more to to offset the ridiculous offense that is in this game and, and make it just more well-rounded like it's fine to have these these explosive offensive characters and do that kind of stuff just make sure defense is somewhat comparable to that and right now that that disparity is ridiculous i i don't think I, I can think of a, a ever um, offense and defense being this far off in a Street Fighter game. Um, Marvel game, yes, but in a Street Fighter game, no. Like this is the worst I've ever seen the offensive and defensive balance, and I think it's a really bad look for this franchise. Yeah, I want to say something nice, but uh, it escapes me at the moment. <laughs> uh, well, Rashid okay. came in here and, and ruined your mind, man. It's a uh, <laughs> turbulent wind. It's turbulent winds going all off in my brain. No, uh, I will say this. 
We've got another two years or so with this game. I do think it's possible that I do see a timeline where things are adjusted around accordingly. And a lot of times we talk about this and it feels like I'm saying it like it's unplayable. And and I do take more breaks with this than I have with any other Street Fighter game because I've, you know, of not being happy with it. But I do see light at the end of the tunnel, potentially. And I do see the kinds of changes that you could do here and that Capcom might do and uh, make the next two years a lot more uh, enticing from where I see them right now. So I do think that there's hope um, if we're going to play this game for that much more time. There is a, a, a good version of that playing out. I just, uh, my fingers are crossed that they, they, they make the correct changes through this next big update um, because otherwise, ah, oh man, it's just driving with the emergency break on for another two years. I do not want to do that. Yeah. And I do think the timeline is more like a year and a half. Uh, most people were thinking it was going to be about a year, uh, but I, I don't think that's realistic, unfortunately, anymore with about a third of developers who were surveyed at the game developer conference saying that they have had major delays due to COVID-19. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I, I don't see Capcom escaping that based on the messaging they've already put out there that this is. You still think factor. that they might show Street Fighter six at the same time, just have a later uh, yeah, release it's possible. date? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I know what they're they love having like a, about a year's marketing time, but some. Sometimes it's a little bit more than a year, you know, so if it's a year and a half or whatever, like what we're talking about, that's not too bad, you know, and especially in these times, you know, if they've got something worth showing, I think they might do it. Uh, we saw the early preview of Street Fighter V where Chun-Li was throwing 500 fireballs and all that other kind of stuff. And it was still really cool to see it. Like mm-hmm. we knew that wasn't going to be the final game, but it was fun to see. Right. So I think it depends on how far they're in. Um, but I don't think it's completely out of the question that they announce it here in a month's time. All right. Well, we're going to be optimistic. Optimistic as possible. Things are going to go well. Uh, Dates are going to be met. Changes are going to be made. And uh, fun is going to be had, right? In 2021 and beyond. John, I love that you're optimistic because that makes landing my V-trigger combos that much easier when you think that they're not going to impact you that bad. So boom, there it is. That's going to wrap us up for this week of the Venom's podcast. John is KO'd now, dead on the ground, bleeding, and I'm laughing about how great my V-trigger victory was. Yeah, you guys can uh, hang out with Catalyst next week. Hope you guys all have (laughs) Have fun. See ya. (laughs) Hey guys, we'll see you then.